I'm Lindsay Smith, host of Unrivaled's Inside the Jersey podcast, the podcast where athletes share their journey to becoming pros and the passions that fuel them outside of their sport. Today, our guest is James Smith-Williams, defensive end for the Washington football team, former NC State team captain, and the first NFL ambassador for Set the Expectation. We'll dive into all of that and more on today's show. James, welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. So it's your first season in the NFL playing for the Washington football team. How has this transition been for you so far? It's been uh, really weird just in kind of the context of the global pandemic and everything else going on in the world. Football has kind of not been the same. Everyone's telling me, like, I haven't gotten the true rookie experience. You don't have preseason, no OTAs. You come in and you start playing games and you're figuring it out on the fly. But, you know, I'm really blessed, really fortunate. And so far, it's going pretty well. Yeah, despite all of those oddities of this season, what are your biggest takeaways in terms of playing at the professional level? I think it's a lot more self-driven. You know, I think in college, you saw a lot of guys being dragged along. A lot of things are mandatory. And then here at this level, it's kind of like, all right, well, you're a professional, this is your job, like you need to be able to take care of business. So we're entrusting you to handle your business and be the best version of yourself and you show up every day. And we know that you can handle that kind of pressure. At NC State, you were awarded the team's number one jersey that is given to a player based off of their work ethic, character, leadership, and accomplishments. So tell me, what did that honor mean to you? Oh, it was a huge honor. I mean, look at the guys who came before me and even the guy who's wearing it this year. It's it's really cool to be lumped in with those guys and, you know, what they saw in them, they also saw in me. And it was a huge honor. And, you know, I have a lot of pride in able, that I was able to wear that jersey and play in it last year. Yeah, it's very clear that your college coaches and your teammates were very fond of you. In addition to, obviously, your good size and solid athleticism, how much do you think those number one jersey characteristics were taken into consideration during the evaluation process for the Washington football team? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important. You know, I think Coach Rivera is trying to build a very specific culture here. You know, I think he has a vision with certain guys. And, you know, look around my draft class. Those are all guys who work really hard and do the right things on and off the field. And I think me doing what I did really helped me get drafted here in the position that I did. What has that relationship building been like with your new coach now that you're at the pro level? It's different because, you know, in college it was a lot more, I tell you what to do, you do it. And here at this level, it's like, okay, here's the guidelines. Here's how we've seen them done before. But, like, however you can have success, please have success that way. Like, we're all working together and we're in the same boat. What goals have you set for yourself as a pro, both on and off the field? Yeah, so, I mean, off the field, um, a lot of things are happening right now, and I'm really excited they're right around the corner, but I think for me it was to make an impact in the community. You know, I left NC State. Being from Raleigh really helped out, but I, I did a lot of things there in the community that I was really proud of and created some programs that, you know, I hope, you know, continue to run and really impact the community in that area, and I have the same vision for here in the Northern Virginia and D.C. area. And then on the field, you know, as a rookie, it's at first it was, okay, figure everything out. <laughs> know what you're doing. Don't make any mistakes. And now I'm getting to the point where I think the game's starting to slow down. And now I'm really excited. And I've set goals about making plays on game day and, you know, always being heavily involved in the game plan. All right. Who has been the most instrumental teammate for you so far this year? 
interesting you say that. I think, you know, a lot of the guys in the room really wrapped their arms around me. Um, you know, me and Jack Allen have spent time together off the field. Ryan Anderson and I have had many conversations. Nate Orchard's really helped me out with technique. You know, Sweat's a young guy, and we, but we've been – I mean, every guy in that room, Ryan Kerrigan especially, has really, you know, kind of sat me down at some point or another, and we had a good conversation. They gave me some insight. They helped me work football or life off the field. And, you know, they really made me feel welcome into that room. That's amazing. It's always good to have good teammates around you. Oh, absolutely. Football is a huge part of your life, but there is also so much more to you outside of football. First and foremost, you are incredibly intelligent. Everyone I have (laughs) talked to and every article I have read about you has talked about your intelligence. The importance of education, is, is that something that came naturally to you or who instilled that in you? I think it's something that I kind of always had interest in, you know, and I think my mother really pounded some key points home. And her biggest thing was always make sure you're putting yourself in positions for success, right? So on the field, off the field, in the community, whatever you're doing, make sure that you're aware of the long-term implications of your actions. So that's that's kind of why I've always been on top of school and really interested in it because I understood that, you know, it was going to open a lot of doors or it could also close a lot of doors. Well, speaking of opening doors, during school, you interned with IBM in robotic animation. (laughs) What was that experience like? So it it was a lot. You kind of get typecast, I guess. It's like the football player, you know, you play football, that's all you do. You know, I'm at IBM with, I mean, valedictorians of of huge state schools kind of from all over the country. And it was just a really cool experience to get to meet them and help contribute and stuff like that. But I had a great experience there. I was there two years. My first year, like you said, I did robotic process automation. So that's kind of teach computer software to do kind of mundane tasks. You free up people to do more things and more creative. You know, you don't need to pull certain figures every day. We can teach a robot to do that for you and save you a lot of time. And then, you know, my next time around, I did something in marketing and it was just really cool. They gave me a lot of freedom when I was there and to, you know, really work on my craft and things that they wanted me to do. And it was just an awesome experience. And they were so impressed. They gave you a standing offer for a full-time job once you decide to hang up your football helmet. I mean, <laughs> wow. When you received that offer, what was your reaction? I was super surprised. It was a tremendous honor. They were really cool about it. They understood that I probably wasn't going to be coming to IBM anytime soon. But, you know, it means a lot to me that they would offer that in the first place and that that door is open for me when I want to go back to Raleigh. I have a job already lined up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's incredible. Like, kudos to you. That's that's (laughs) great work, James. (laughs) I appreciate it. And then, of course, you are the NFL's first ambassador for Set the Expectation, a foundation that was created by sexual assault survivor Brenda Tracy, that is dedicated to combating sexual and physical violence. How did you become involved with Set the Expectation? Brenda came to NC State my redshirt sophomore year. We had a long conversation and she spoke to the team about things that were really near and dear to her. She told us her story and just it kind of just struck me. I was I was really thinking to myself, okay, like what can I do to to be the man I stay there and to really help my community out and to really address this problem area that we have. Now, in order to be selected as an ambassador for Set the Expectation, you must, and I quote, have a track record of behavior that reflects kindness, compassion, dignity, and respect for others. Ambassadors must be willing to learn and unlearn 
hold themselves accountable, and act as leaders and agents for change both on and off the field. How have you embodied that definition? I think the biggest thing for me that really struck me was the learning and unlearning. Because, you know, you never know how much you don't know (laughs) until it's right there in front of you. And you're like, oh, wow, I had no idea these things. I don't experience these things. I have to go out and really force yourself to learn about domestic violence, sexual assault, how it happens, what you can do, and really be proactive in that role. So I think that is something I've really been very, very proud of is, you know, really throwing myself into the material and figuring out what I can do, how I can help, and trying to understand someone that's having a very different experience than I am in life. And what are some of those things that you have done and that you're continuing to do now? Me and Brenda talk regularly. She sends me over information, coursework, and I I read over it. I've seen personal accounts. I've brought upon my own self to have conversations with people that I know and I care about that have gone through these things and really just figure out, one, how can I be the best person for them, the most supportive? And two, how can I address these things and and my society and my community using my platform that someone else won't have to go through these same experiences? I was lucky enough to get to talk to Brenda about you yesterday. And one of the things that she said that she constantly points out through the organization is if women alone could stop sexual violence, we would have done it. Meaning men are the missing component to meaningful change. And she said you really keyed in on that message. Why did that statement resonate with you so much? Uh, Because it's so true. I think a lot of issues in society the people that were being oppressed or hurt by the issues, if they could solve it, it would happen. You know, I could, you can see that with race relations. You can see that in, in every walk of life. So it really struck me that, okay, like, I say I'm a man. I say I do all these good things. Like, I, I think uh, a good member of society. So when she came with that challenge to us, if you're a good man, what are you doing to help? And I just kind of felt like, okay, I could be doing a lot more. So that's always struck me. And that's conversation I have with my teammates where it's like, okay, like, I get it, like, you're not doing it. You're not committing these acts of violence. You're not assaulting people. You're not sexually assaulting people. Cool. You're not doing it, but what are you doing to help stop it? And I think that's, that's what really hit home for me. When you have those conversations with your teammates, what do they kind of look like or what is the response to them? I think one, it takes like a level of maturity. There's some guys you try and talk to about it. You can tell it's just not hitting home. And there's some guys you talk to about it and they, you know, they sit back and they say, okay, but I hear what you're saying. Because I think so often guys, especially football, there is, I think, a very poor reputation in terms of sexual assault and domestic violence. Things that people have seen in the media and when people already think about football players that People get very defensive, like guys, teammates get really defensive so when I come to them. It's like, okay, like, dude, like, I know that you're a good guy. You're not doing these things. What can you be doing? You know, who do you know? Who can you touch? Who can you impact? And really, as role models, whether you want to be or not, you are a role model in this community in Northern Virginia. You do have a platform, and are you actively using it? What, what are you doing, or what could you be doing to really help this out? From a fan perspective, how can we help support you and set the expectation? Yeah, so there's actually some really cool things in the pipeline that I don't know if they've been cleared yet, so I I probably can't talk about them too much. But if you just keep an eye out on my social media, like I'll I'll probably be posting about it here in the near future um, because I'm I'm really, really excited about it. And I think it's some things that can really, really make a big impact in the Northern Virginia area, you know, even in spite of COVID. (laughs) 
Yeah, Brenda told me that um, I was allowed to ask you about that, but they were all pretty preliminary, but that they are going down in the D.C. area. So keep an eye out, fans. And then, of course, um, if you guys want more information on the foundation, you can go to setthexpectation.org. All of that is there. And then finally, James, from the athletic ability to the focus on education, the compassion, leadership, and desire to be a change maker. You seem to have a lot figured out about life at a very young age. So I'll ask you to leave us today with your best piece of advice. Best piece of advice. I think for me, the, how I carry myself is that I always want to be the best version of myself in every possible situation I'm in. You know, even if it's like stepping away and thinking about it, you just always want to be able to say, okay, whenever, whatever situation transpires, whatever happens, you can sit back and say, okay, like I handled it the best I could. I thought long-term ramifications. I thought long-term impact. I really responded in a way that would set myself up for the future success I want to have. Amazing. James, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing some wisdom and some insight into your world. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. This is the Unrivaled Podcast, giving fans a refreshing look at sports. I'm Lindsay Smith, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Look for Unrivaled's next Inside the Jersey profile of a likable professional athlete coming soon.